Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Ladies, gentlemen, welcome to the colorful world of Skittles. Skittles brings you a jolt of five fruity flavors in every bite, giving you the chance to taste the rainbow like never before. Break free from the ordinary day-to-day with the help of Skittles' chewy candy. Skittles is a must in my candy jar, movie snack, even my secret to an afternoon pick-me-up. And I don't even care who knows it. Add a splash of joy to your day with Skittles. There's nothing better than fruity fun that tickles your taste buds. Taste the rainbow. Come on, side, 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 side. Come on, son, the podcast, September 14th. What's up, y'all? This is Ed Lover. Come on, son, the podcast. There's so many things that's going on out here in these streets. It's just, it make your head spin. I was reflecting uh, yesterday. Because yesterday, in 1996, Tupac passed away, right? So um, it was Friday, September 13th in 1996, and I remember exactly where I was. I was on the way to Nassau Coliseum. Nas and them had a show at Nassau Coliseum, so I'm on my way. I'm listening to the amazing Angie Martinez on the radio. She's crying. She's announcing that Tupac had just died in Las Vegas in the hospital. Now, mind you, I was in Vegas for that Bruce Seldon uh Mike Tyson fight. I actually saw Tupac after the commotion happened with Orlando Anderson, and we spoke as I stood there by the Betty Boop bar because Shook had a club, and he asked me, was I coming to Shook's club? I told him, I don't know. I might come. I may fall through because I already had a gig with my man Chris Latimer uh, that night. So as they leaving, you know, we exchanged pleasantries. We talked for a bit. I said, yo, man, I love you. He said, I love you too. Then he broke out with Shug and the Entourage. Now, that's a weird position for me to be in because I'm an East Coast dude, and here come all of these West Coast dudes. But later on in life, when I had a conversation with Shug, Shug always told me that he liked me because I stood up as a man. Like, I didn't have no whole entourage. Like, you know, it wasn't going to be any tension between me and Pac. I was always Switzerland, so to speak, right? So... After they left and then I dipped out not long after that, me and this young lady, I did see some people sitting on the curb on the side with police presence and some cars. But I never realized at that time that that was the car that Suge and Tupac were in when I saw it on Flamingo. So my mom called me the next day and told me to get out of Vegas and to get home because, you know, that was at the top, like, um, you know, after the fight and that stuff, you know, you get you get on a plane, you just go home because you don't want to be around 
all of that stuff. And there's a part of me that I found out what hospital he was in and I wanted to go to visit. But if you don't know, if you're in it, and this is 1996 I'm talking about, if you're in it and there's a coastal beef going on, which really isn't a coastal beef, but evolved into a coastal beef, what it was was a beef between two different record labels, right? A fallout from two friends that turned into a coastal beef. And you're neutral. You don't want somebody to try to feel like they want to get props by harming you. So my first inclination was, let me go to the hospital and see how he's doing. My second inclination is, you're an East Coast dude, you're on the West Coast. Don't be dumb enough to go to the hospital by yourself. And don't be dumb enough to grab an entourage to go to the hospital with you because then that might still cause some friction. Like, why is he coming up here? And if he's really coming up here to see Pac, why has he got so many people with him? So I didn't do it at all. I didn't go to the hospital. And then I found out via radio, via Angie Martinez, that Tupac had passed away Friday, September 13th, 1996. Remember when I'm saying to y'all, this is 1996, 27 years ago. So I get to the show. I tell Nas what I've just found out. And I told Nas, listen, Nas, you have to let the people know. Nas is reluctant to do that. He gives me the mic. He says, Ed, be, go out there, please, bro. Go out there and tell the people. And, I, and I've, to this day, I will always. And it was Nas's birthday this week, too. So happy birthday. Happy 50th birthday to Nas. I will always show Nas a lot of love because there was some tension between him and Pac. And he tells the story of how they almost got into it at the MTV VMAs. The same, this is, remember y'all, this is these days, okay? This is the same VMAs where Pac and I took the picture where he had the Death Row East shirt on and I was screaming on him for not coming to Stretch's funeral, which is a totally different conversation right there. And we took the picture. That's the picture that they showed on TMZ when Drake bought that re- that ring that Pac had on for like a million dollars. I was in that picture when I'm on TMZ. So thinking about all of this stuff right here and, and thinking about Pac's birthday and it's Nas's birthday this weekend. So much great hip hop stuff comes out on this week. Uh, um, happened this week. Kid Cudi dropped his um, debut album in 2009, Nas's birthday you know, I tell everybody at Nassau Coliseum that Pac passed away. I get a moment of silence. Years later on, Nas does King Disease, and in King Disease 2, he has a song called Death Row East. And they contacted me and say, hey, he wants to use your voice on the end of Death Row East. So if you listen to King's Disease and you hear the song Death Row East, you'll hear me on the end of the song announcing that Tupac had passed away. That was September 13th on a Friday in 1996. So many things about Tupac that I remember, so many misconceptions that people have about Tupac that kind of piss me off. There's been so many conversations that I've gotten into um, with really young people about things that Pac said. But think about this. That is 1996, right? When you're angry and you're in the moment, you say a lot of things, right? But that doesn't mean... By 2023, he's the same person. So we as a collective community of hip-hop fans that loved Pac, that loved Pac's music, that understood Pac's talent, that relished in Pac's talent, 
that enjoyed being around Pac don't know what kind of man that he would have been in 2023. We can only speculate. We can only imagine what kind of man he would have been. But he passed away this week in 1996 on the 13th. For a long time, there were a lot of speculations that Tupac was still alive. He was hiding out in Cuba. He was over here. He was over there. You know, because of his uh, background, Black Panther background from his parents, right? So, especially his mama, Fanny. But I guess at this point, those things should be put to rest already. You know, him and Big will forever be linked. I just found out that his greatest hits has just surpassed the Beatles. Um, and it's still charting and it's still selling, which is a great thing. And it's a great thing for his memory. It's an absolutely wonderful thing for hip hop. And it's the 50th anniversary of hip hop. And it's just, it's just a wonderful thing to see an artist. And there have been several artists that have had that impact on the music business. But a guy that I've known that I used to pick up at the airport and take out to Brooklyn to see Big and hang out and smoke weed with and got out of jail, bailed him out of jail one time in Atlanta and just different things, you know, that always come to my mind when I think about the late, great Tupac Shakur. So this has been a busy, busy, busy week for hip-hop because, you know, you got the, um, you remember in Tupac's passing, you got the Kid Cudi album that first dropped this week in 2009. You got Nas's birthday. Then we get to this whole thing with uh, some of these recent artists like Designer. Now, Designer has to register as a sex offender. He has to. He was masturbating in first class on a plane, and he got caught, and he was arrested. And when you do something like that, you have to register as a sex offender. So, I mean, he has to. He don't have a choice. He's not the only one, you know, that's a registered sex offender. R. Kelly now is a registered sex offender. Nicki Minaj's husband, as much as we love Nicki, he's a registered sex offender. He has to register. That's why... When they moved into the house of California, they tried to start this petition to get them out the neighborhood. They don't want her husband in their neighborhood. Her brother is a registered sex offender, but we're not going to go deep into that because I don't want people to think I'm trashing Nikki. Nikki is from Southside Jamaica, Queens. I'm from Jamaica, Queens. We stand up for each other. Does she make some questionable choices? We all do. But, you know, when it comes to the hip hop and and the boroughs and things like that and the foundation of hip hop and where it comes from. I dig it. We're going to stand up for each other the same way Brooklyn cats, Bronx cats stand up for each other. We're going to stand up for each other. Speaking of Bronx cats, fat Joe got um, some men's hair colors coloring coming out. Uh, support fat Joe, 100% too late, Joe. I don't color my beard anymore, but <laughs> maybe I wish I had, Still been doing it, and now you want to come out with a, with a uh, men's hair coloring, and nobody can say nothing about it if a guy chooses to color his hair, color his beard, because you women been doing it forever, you know, so you can't say nothing about it. But congratulations to Fat Joe on that. Joey, I'm still waiting on my Terror Squad Air Force Ones, and I saw them in person. I have only seen them in uh, on Instagram and stuff, but I saw them in person because DJ Envy was here in Atlanta, and it was on his birthday, and I ran into to DJ Envy at Apartment 4B, which is a restaurant. They had a little party there for Envy, so we went by, 
and he had them on. So I've seen them in person. They're beautiful, beautifully crafted sneaker. So congratulations to Fat Joe on his collaboration with Nike and the Air Force One because we love Air Force Ones on the Terror Squad Air Force One. Funny story about that. I had a pair of the Air Force, Terror Squad Air Force One. I think they still might be in my storage. From back in the days, Joe and I used to go hard on sneakers, and we had a certain sneaker spot in Teaneck, New Jersey, that we both used to get sneakers on. So the guy kind of slid me a pair of Terror Squad Air Force Ones, and Joe didn't know I had them, but I still got them joints too, if they ain't fall apart already. But they're in my storage, and I know I got a pair of Terror Squad Air Force One. So this is kind of like the rebirth of the Terror Squad Air Force One. So I was talking to Envy, and when I saw Envy at his birthday dinner at Apartment 4B in Atlanta, we hugged. Envy's always shown love. Uh, Charlemagne has shown love. Always, always, always from day one, always shown me love. When they came into Power after Power released me and the next show was The Breakfast Club, they showed love. It was it was no hate because neither one of us owns the station. So Power 105 in New York, if you don't know what I'm referring to. But they always shown love. And Envy's from Queens. I'm from Queens. Back to Nicki Minaj, another Queens alum. Right? And I'm happy to see my Queens people do well. So I told Envy, I really loved what you said and how you stood up for your wife when you were talking to Tyrese. Love it. Love every minute of it. Now Tyrese is going back and forth talking about he don't feel like he was treated well. Let me tell y'all something. And I, I've said this to my wife. Matter of fact, we had breakfast this morning and I said this. People, we do understand or are now starting to understand mental illness a little bit more. Mental illness wasn't a thing to understand when I was coming up. You understand? We didn't, we, we didn't understand it the way people have mental health issues and trauma. The United States of America didn't understand it. They didn't understand when people came back from Vietnam and they had post-traumatic disorder. They didn't understand that then. You know, it's just that, oh, he's getting high. No, he went to Vietnam and it affected his mentality. And I'm not saying that what's going on with Tyrese is as deep as what's of a Vietnam vet or any war veteran. I would never say that, ever say that but what i'm trying to say is once we start now understanding it and understand that there's meds and understand that there's doctors that can diagnose you and can treat you you can't use your medications as an excuse to act bad because if those medications make you out of your person you could go to another doctor and especially a cat like tyrese especially a cat that has the means to get more than one opinion or more than one prescription from a doctor. You can't use that as an act bad excuse. Oh, I was I was on my meds and they make me act out of turn. Then, bro, don't type when you're on your meds. Don't send people text messages. Don't get out of pocket with people's wives. I totally understand that. And as a man, I would have told him the same thing. But see, I'm different than envy. I'm different than envy. I'm going to repeat that one more time. I'm different than Envy. I come from another cloth than Envy because they were all friends. And I have taken my wife to Tyree's house in Atlanta on more than one occasion. And I, and I do at times consider Tyree's my friend, but I do uh, 
totally understand where envy is coming from and even where his wife is coming from because I've experienced Tyrese's, yo, come through, come through. I want to play this for you, play this for you, play this for you. Yo, come through, come through. It's Jeezy's birthday. We having something at the crib. It's Jeezy's birthday. Come through. All right, what time? Yo, I'll hit you back. And then you don't hear from him. It's always with Tyrese. What's good for Tyrese on Tyrese's time? So I fall back on it. I've listened to albums. Yo, come through. Listen to this album, man. This is my rap album I'm going to drop. And you do all of this stuff. Show me all of these blueprints for all of this stuff that you're going to create. But then I noticed, like she said, it's always good for Tyrese on Tyrese's time. But if you ask Tyrese to do something on your time, he can never come through. So that's a one-sided you know, that's one that's a one sided friendship. So I'll fall back on Tyrese. But I the difference between Envy and I is I would have probably punched Tyrese in the mouth. I'm a little I'm a lot older than uh, Envy. And I understand the way Envy handled things, but had that been me, you know, the same thing that I said about Will Smith. Had that been me, it's gonna be some problems, it's gonna be some smoke. A whole lot of it. I'm, 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 I'm raised by a code. I'm raised by a code. I'm, I heard about this Fulio thing. I saw uh, NBA young boys security say he fell back because he was off the clock when there's supposed to be like a standoff between these dudes. See, this smoke they talking about ain't our kind of smoke, y'all. It ain't our kind of smoke. We handle our smoke as men. Put your hands up, fam. That's how we handle our smoke. It's not hiding behind security. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand the need for security. A lack of security could lead to some you spending some money on some civil suits. So I totally get why they have it. And I totally get why it's needed in this day and age of social media. I get it. But all that talking and all that beef and all that, nah, man. Nah, because we, we didn't have social media to air our shit out. We didn't do all of that. All that, you ain't this, you ain't that, and then when I see you, you hiding behind four gigantic dudes. Y'all remember when 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 T.I. And, and Floyd Mayweather Jr. was going through that? And Floyd Mayweather was telling them, yo, I do this, man. You know how my hands do. And T.I. felt like Floyd was being disrespectful to Tiny. And he told Floyd, but I do this in the street for real. It's a difference. It's a difference as a man when you're willing to lay your shit down. You understand what I'm saying? So that that's the difference. But I understand this dude protecting his wife, especially in this day and age when there's so much back and forth bullshit going on, when everyone thinks they're beyond reproach. I understand it. I've seen the delicious Sukiana shit. I've seen that. Sukiana. Went all the way down on the red carpet at the VMAs, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute. At the VMAs and took a picture. You know, we at this point. I'm going to talk about that, too. But she took the picture, and then Delicious was like, wow, there was too many outside feet on that bill. What she was trying to say is there was too many people walking across that red carpet for you to be putting your face down there. Oh, but you you slept with Flavor Flag. That's what she wrote, Flavor Flag. You can't spell Flavor Flav. You don't know who Flavor Flav is. We're in a bad, bad space right now. Come on, son, son. 
This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is being brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you know you're getting the real deal. Whether you're looking for a head-turning handbag or a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gym, or sneakers and streetwear that makes every step feel fly. It's like the first time I was looking for them Jordan 1s, like when they really came out and I couldn't get my hands on them. And it was something about that sneaker that I always wanted to have because I never got it in the very, very, very beginning. I fell in love with that sneaker. And when I finally got it, oh, baby. These days, to know for sure you're getting a real deal, go straight to eBay where you're searching. Just look for that blue check mark. It will say authenticity guarantee. That means when you buy it, you can be confident that it's authenticated by real experts. You got to get it from eBay because then you know you got the real deal. Now you know that when something is limited and you can't find it, you can find it on eBay. Listen, when you're finally ready to buy that thing that you love, you have to make sure you're not going to catch a fake. They're everywhere, and it's really tough to tell the difference for yourself. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, that's easy. So again, look for the blue check mark. That way, when it hits your doorstep, not only do you know it's real, but that feeling you get when you put it on is also for real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Audible proudly celebrates 50 years of hip-hop, 50 years of culture that birthed the most prolific storytellers of our time. Respect the movement. Respect the moment. Celebrate storytellers. Hear brand new hip-hop memoirs, podcasts, and exclusive musical performances on Audible free all summer long. Like new volumes from Audible's groundbreaking words and music series, including Snoop Dogg's From the Streets to the Suites and Yasin Bey's A Dynamic Career in Communications. DJ Drama's Gangsta Grills podcast featuring the mixtape legend and conversation with hip-hop greats like 2 Chainz, Lil Wayne, Wiz Khalifa, Jeezy, T.I., and Pharrell. Binge-worthy Audible original series like The Greatest Day that takes listeners inside the makings of hip-hop's greatest photograph, XXL Magazine's iconic 1998 cover that saw over 100 of the day's greatest hip-hop artists assembled for one legendary image. Chuck D's Can You Dig It? about how a gang's peace treaty in the Bronx set the stage for the rise of hip-hop culture. Or... The Motherlow, featuring hip-hop heavies like MC Light and Angie Martinez, retracing the history and future of hip-hop through the lens of its most influential female contributors. Hear unforgettable hip-hop originals like these and more essential stories on Audible. Listen free. Go to audible.com slash forever. Uncle Vin Rock from Naughty by Nature. From Naughty by Nature. Big shout out to Vinny who I'm paraphrasing, said, I'm so tired of the over-sexualization on the red carpet, ladies. At first it was artistic expression. Now it's just becoming straight trash. I'm noticing that. Who can out-hoe who? In the videos, in the music, on the red carpet, who can out ho who? Because you know why? Because you're standing. A lot of you are standing behind the fact that you don't really have it as a rap artist. 
you're not really good. So what you're doing is you're over-sexualizing it. Because when it really comes down to it, when we really look back on hip-hop in another 10, 15 years, your name will never be mentioned as a great lyricist, as a female. You will never be mentioned in the Lauren Hills. You will never be mentioned in the Lights, the Rhapsodies, the Lady Londons. You don't have bars. The Tierra Wax. You don't have bars because that's shown every time you try to do a cipher on BET. So what y'all try to do now is can I outhold the last one? I got Pound Town, my pussy pink, my booty hole brown. Now it's suck my ass, lick my pussy, do all of this. And it's cool. I dig it. But none of you actually have the skills. A lot of you, I shouldn't say none of you because there's a lot of you that do. But a lot of you that's on this whole tip, you're trying to outhole each other. Let me see what I can wear compared to what Young Miami is going to wear, compared to what this other one's going to wear, compared to what uh, Ice Spice is going to wear. So then let me just damn near be naked. It's unfucking necessary. As an artist, it's not artistic expression anymore. It's trash. I totally agree. I totally agree. Ever since Lil' Kim pulled her titty out and had the pasty on it, now y'all going to want someone to go and turn up just straight naked. Just what is the point? You make us look bad on a world stage, and the world stage is what you have to think about. It's a responsibility that you have as an artist. On the world stage, because your music influence, hip-hop has taken over the world. We're 50 years old. You have a responsibility on the world stage. The world went crazy when Justin Timberlake pulled Janet Jackson's top and had a malfunction, and her nipple and her nipple ring is being shown. You'll never play the play, no matter how many records you sell, you will never play the Super Bowl. Never. Ever. You'll never go mainstream America. This is the reason why hip hop is not selling albums right now. Because of what you, the music that y'all putting out. Cool. The music is for your generation. Don't let Ed Lover make you feel like you have to change your music. I'm not telling you to change your music. Your music is for your generation. But think about what you're putting into the atmosphere. That's all I'm saying. Give me a balance in the music. And I'm not going to blame the labels because that's what y'all are putting out there. And especially my women. Do you know that we have a higher percentage of young girls committing suicide because they don't feel like they're pretty enough because of all this plastic surgery that y'all having to look like a damn fucking fool. If you all look the same, then what is the point? What's the point? I, I it's trash. I'm sorry, I agree. And the video music awards, the the the, the VMAs, the MTV VMAs, y'all just y'all giving everybody money to show up because I know they're not showing up on their own accord because the shit is meaningless. And that bullshit ass 50th anniversary tribute that y'all did, please, please. And somebody brought it to my attention because I don't watch the shit. No mention of Young TV Rats whatsoever, which is one of the biggest shows that changed the entire culture of hip-hop. And it's on your network, and nobody thought, hey, 
Let's mention your MTV raps. Let's find out what Fat Five Freddy is doing. Let's bring in Ed and Dre for this historic night on the 50th anniversary of hip hop. I'm not disappointed because I didn't even ever expect you to do any fucking thing right. Which is another point of mine. Whenever we have something and the live nations and the MTVs and the Grammys start throwing celebrations for our music, it's going to get fucked up. That's why the greatest celebration so far has been Rock the Bells because it's owned and controlled by LL Cool J. And the greatest celebration of music in this country so far is going to be the One Music Fest because it's bridging the old school and the new school. It's got everybody from fucking... The first time I ever heard of SZA was at the One Music Fest. The first time I ever heard of Thames was at the One Music Fest. The first time I ever seen or heard of Division was the One Music Fest. From Janet Jackson... All the way, now they got Kane and KRS-One and, and Nice and Smooth and all of these groups performing. They don't do them like Nive Nation do. Oh, let's put them on at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. No. They asked me to curate a stage at One Music Fest. How does One Music Fest in Atlanta, a city I'm not from, ask me to curate a stage and no one in New York City, the city that I am from, asked me to do anything when I was a part of of one of the most iconic shows in the history of all hip-hop. We changed the world. This shit just don't make sense to me, but I don't expect nothing from fucking MTV. They don't even show fucking videos. All I see is Rob Deere deck for 24 hours a day, and nothing wrong with you, Rob, get your money. But that's all I see on MTV music television? Fuck out of here, man. Fuck out of here. It's just shit is just stupid, y'all. It really is. It, it really is stupid. 50th anniversary of hip-hop, man. Please, if you wasn't a part of this, stay the fuck off of it. Kamala Harris, your bullshit-ass party, stay the fuck off of it. Stay the fuck off of it. Please, man. Please. Stay stay the fuck away from it. Stay the way away from it. Let, let the people that was there, that people had something to do with it, the people that know it, let them, let them handle it. Snoop, thank you for bringing out DJ Hollywood in, in um, New York City. Thank you. Super part of hip-hop. Thank you, Snoop. Appreciate that, homie. For real. It's amazing. Like, when corporations touch our shit, how, how shit get fucked up, man. Kamala Harris doing the 50th anniversary of hip-hop. Get the fuck out of here. Come on, y'all. For real? For real. Kamala Harris, right? Now Trump going to do one, too? Trump going to do a 50th anniversary of hip-hop. He going to dangle some money in front of y'all. Y'all fucking dumbasses going to run over there and do it, right? Fuck out of here, man. It's football season. I'm happy about that, but not too happy because I'm a New York Giants fan and we got our asses kicked or open the night by the Dallas Cowboys. 40 to zip. 40 to zip. Everything that can go wrong will go wrong. Our quarterback, Daniel Jones, got sacked as many times as the Giants sacked uh, Tom Brady in that first 
when when they was eighteen and zero, and we spoiled their Super Bowl win, and we beat them in the Super Bowl. We had gotten to Tom Brady that day seven times, and they got to Daniel Jones seven times, block field goal, taken back for a touchdown. No points in your opener in the twenty twenty three season. The second worst loss in New York Giants history. You ought to be a fucking shame of yourself. Pharrell, it was, it was dismal. And then, to make New York sports worse, when none of our baseball teams doing shit, to make New York sports worse, all of this hoopla about Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets, four plays in, his Achilles is torn, and he's done for the entire season. And they got to put Zach Wilson, who was there for like two and a half years and stunk up the fucking joint, back in as starting quarterback. With one of the best defenses in the league, a healthy Aaron Rodgers for a whole season with that Jets defense really could have made some noise. Now it's same old Jets. What can go wrong will go wrong. Like the time Vinny Testaverde tore his his Achilles. Like the time Mark Sanchez butt fumbled and destroyed the fucking game. There'd be so much shit going on, y'all, sometimes. It just makes, it makes my head spin, man. The United States basketball team out of the FIBA world. Come on, y'all. Come on. And you wonder why the Noel's guy that track runner said, y'all ain't the world champions until you fit. Y'all ain't beating the world. You ain't beating the world. So now dig this. LeBron wants to wants to uh, recruit players to play in Paris in the Summer Olympics in Paris. Nah, homie. Love you, bro, but no. No, Mm-mm. you up there with you up there with uh with Aaron Rodgers, ain't you? Ain't you on like almost forty or, or yeah? Who said we wanted you on the squad? Like for real. But that's what the the United States basketball. You know, a lot of y'all dudes should not be watching them lose because you should have been playing. You should have been playing in that. Congratulations to Coco Golf. Just won uh, her first Grand Slam. She won the U.S. Open. A reporter going to ask her, are you going to pay up all your bills? Coco's like, I ain't got no bills. I live with my parents. I was like, go ahead, Coco. Her father looked like, oh, shit, not for long. <laughs> you about to get the fuck up out of here. Pharrell. Natalie Nunn and, and Jess Hilarious beefing. Jess is a good good person, man. I like Jess Hilarious. I'm going to tell you, I have a personal relationship with Jess Hilarious. We did the Hulu stage together for the Essence Music Awards, and she was a pleasure to work with. Because <clears throat> I've worked with some super unprofessional people before, and she's not one of them. She is on time. She's professional. She's very good at what she was doing. Her interview skills are up to par. I'm extremely happy that they gave her that slot on, on the breakfast club because Jess deserves it. She's good at what she does, you know, but it's just a shame that every time you turn around, somebody got beef with her or she got beef or somebody felt like she said something wrong. Oh my God. It's just, it's just too fucking much y'all. It really is too much. And and as I sit here and I do this podcast, uh, my heart is hurting. I live in Atlanta Back and forth between New York and Atlanta, but main residence is in New is in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. And there's a young man by the name of Tracy Cole that the whole Atlanta cigar community knows. And um, 
Tracy was murdered last night. They found his body at 12.05 a.m. this morning in his breezeway at his house where he lives at, downtown Atlanta. He was stabbed to death, and we are shocked and we are reeling because Tracy was all of our friend. Tracy was a friend to me. Tracy was a sarcastic, funny, lighthearted, genuine, loving person. And we are all in shock and dismay and disbelief that our brother Tracy Cole is gone. I've been crying on and off all day long, on and off all day long. I cannot believe that someone would kill Tracy Cole. Out of everyone that I know in the Atlanta cigar community, Tracy Cole is the absolute last person that you expect somebody to kill. And it's personal when somebody knifes you. It's very personal. So we're hoping that whoever did this, the perpetrator or the perpetrators, are caught and brought to justice. But the Atlanta cigar community is going to miss Mr. Tracy Cole. He used to work in the humidor at Fellowship, which is Cam Newton's cigar place here in Atlanta. And he used to work at Cigar City. It's one of the premier cigar places here in Atlanta. And we are finding it hard to breathe today. We are finding it hard to function today. We are finding it hard to believe that Tracy Cole is gone. And that kind of brings you back down to earth. With all of this stuff going on, and you lose somebody who was that cool that you were that close to, that has broken bread at your house, that has been to your barbecues and 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 you've been to their barbecues and you've been to their birthday parties and they've been to yours. You know, I really consider Tracy Cole a friend. There weren't a lot of people that I invited to my 60th birthday party, but Tracy was one of them. He had to work that night and he couldn't make it. And he let me know, but I made sure that I invited Tracy. Tracy's a good dude. You know, his grandfather, Nat King Cole, were brothers, so he's Nat King Cole's uh, great-nephew, you know, Natalie Cole's cousin, such a great, great dude, T.C. Smokes, always putting us up on what was new, what was good, what was bad in the cigar world, trying to start his own thing, get his own thing going in the cigar world, and at 32 years old, his life is cut short. We called him the old, the young old man because all the Tracy friends was at least 20-something years older than him. And my good friend Patrick, um, Patrick, thank you for sending me the pictures. And I'm not going to keep y'all on this because I know y'all didn't know Tracy Cole. But Patrick told Tracy one time, and i never forget, he said, Tracy, when we all die, you ain't going to have no friends because all the Tracy friends was 20-plus years older than him. All of them. He just related better to us in the cigar community in Atlanta. I'm going to miss him. My heart is broken for the loss of my good friend, Tracy Cole. Love you, Tracy. Forever, brother. Good brother. 32, so young. Really is. So young. Um, Before I get out of here, man, I just want to wish you all the best. All the best that I can wish to you, I want to wish to you. Um, and I want you to be well. So there's a lot of people that's going to be down in October for um, one music fest. Like I told you, I'm curating a stage, um, and we will be we will be podcasting from there. 
So there's going to be a lot. You'll hear me talking to a lot different people. Hopefully, I can get Miss Janet Jackson to sit down. Hopefully, I can get Kendrick Lamar, KRS One, Big Daddy Kane. It's just going to be Queen Latifah. It's going to be it's going to be absolutely marvelous. So hopefully, I get people to sit down with me. I'll let y'all know as I get closer who I got scheduled. But thank you for your 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 constant your constant support of Come On Son the podcast. The, the podcast field, the podcast level is becoming way over flooded. And you show love and you listen. So I appreciate that. I'm never taking that for granted ever. You know, we're one of the more successful podcasts in the podcast atmosphere. And we appreciate that from Krista, Cam, myself, Dan, Everyone that's involved and come on, son, the podcast and to making this podcast a success. Odyssey, appreciate it. Dave Richards, appreciate it. We appreciate you. Thank um, um, our affiliates and our friends and the people that we work with. We appreciate all of y'all too. And in closing, I'd just like to say once again, rest in peace to my friend Tracy Cole. Y'all keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. I'll talk at you, with you, to you, and about you next week right here on Cuba Inside the Podcast. Take care of yourselves. Be well. And as always important, Cuba Inside. Now get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Take care of yourselves, y'all. Until next week. Peace. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced, engineered, and edited by Cam Quotes and Krista Hayes. Recorded out of Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast brought to you by Ed Lover. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.